Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silbert Ranch. And uh, we, we love doing this show. It's a fun show that we can just talk about life, talk about issues, talk about our own experiences, and especially highlight the truth in everything. Yep. Um, because really in a world that is kind of going a little kind of woohoo. Um, and we make up words. And we like to make up words. So um, last last program was rhetoric. Rhetoricking. Rhetoricking. So when you argue about things you shouldn't be arguing about, you're rhetoricking. That's right. Don't rhetoric. Not good. So Dave's a literalist, so you got to be careful. I am. And when I misuse words, I just laugh and figure out how to keep using them. However, my son kind of yes. went toe-to-toe with him. Uh, uh, yeah, he did. And was very literal. But most kids are. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't realize how to conceptualize things and change them. Yep. So if you say, like, a giraffe has a short neck, they don't know what you mean. Right. Because you might have said it sarcastically, but they don't get that. And then eventually they get it and they realize, oh, you say a bunch of words that don't matter anyway. Yeah, yeah. Kids don't understand sarcasm. No, they don't understand a lot of things that we adults just have innuendos with and That's they're right. not getting. Yep, and it's it, true. That's very, true. Very our, our language is very interesting when you think about it. So in a way, I haven't grown up because I keep going back to the literal. There you go. You know, what that does, though, sometimes it, it gets you chuckling where everyone else is mad. This is true. Because you're listening to what's being said, and it makes no sense at all, actually. Yep. And so you start to think, that's dumb. You know, I, I've thought about that with some of the... So I, I didn't grow up in Wisconsin. I moved right. here, you know, likewise. And when and so I came straight from... Well, not straight from. I, I was in Northern Ireland before I came here. Right. And so that itself was a cultural thing because I'd learned cultural exactly. idioms from Ireland and came back here. And so it was kind of de-learning that. But then in Wisconsin... There was different phrases. And so in conversation, it'd be like, well, what do you think? It's like, well, it's a horse apiece. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. What did you just say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? and yeah. Or like six of one, half a dozen of the other. You're like, yep. Okay. You know? And so, and that's just like localized here. Yep. And so I just laugh. Like one of the things I enjoy doing is like whenever you go places, trying to figure out like what the localized like go-to terms are and being like, huh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, and it's it's interesting. Growing up in Chicago, then you go back there and you, oh, yeah. and you hear like an inner city dialogue of something. And it's like I'll pick up on that just from years ago. Yeah, you'll and start saying sausage again. It, yeah, it's stuff that you know, <laughs> very odd. You know, there there is. The, the, in, we've been talking about trying to find truth. Though my my heart is really concerned for this generation. It's growing up, your kids, their yeah. generation. Because I, I think they're losing grasp of truth and how to get it. Right. Well, and yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, you even look nowadays, and I feel like one of the hot words over the last two years almost now is, is even science. Yeah. Um, And it's like it, it devalues it. Exactly. And so you don't even know what to believe anymore because yeah. of that. And that's why you have to always know that there's truth and you can know the truth. Um, and that's the important thing because for young people, it's like, man, how do you even, it, it was difficult enough, you know, um, right. when they teach things that aren't true as truth, you know, like even like, I remember taking biology as a freshman in high school and there was a whole unit on like evolution and stuff, Yep. you know, and I had to learn it even though it's a theory, they were teaching it as fact, but evolution has yet to be proven. Hence the theory of evolution, Right. you know, and that's a, um, reaching back into time but i remember you know having dialogue with my teacher saying all right here's the answer you want but here's the truth absolutely you know and and as a young person that's not always easy to do no it is it, you know it, i think that's 
obviously a sign of the times where if we don't train people to understand the simplicity of truth. For example, let's talk about COVID for a second. Yeah. There's there's this flu-like disease called COVID. Yes. But there's also flu. Yes. There's there's all kinds of variants on the flu. Right. They keep switching. Which we have a sh- different shot for every year. Yeah. So what that you see, can choose to take. The or truth not to take. is that right. mankind can spread disease to yes. each other. That has not changed since the dawn of man. Right. Okay. So why are we all in shock and awe about this? Yeah. I I think it's because again of the way that we gather information. Yeah. Um. You know, it, life is so different. I mean, we used to get tired in life because we were all hunters gatherers. You know, you go out, you work hard all day to supply your needs. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, what does somebody do all day? Some people just sit all day. Yeah. There, there's no hunting, no gathering, they sit. Yeah. In fact, we've gotten to the point where they could actually get all their stuff delivered to them. They don't have to do anything. Right, right. Is this healthy? I don't know. I, I, I would say no, you know. I I've, I've, I'm one of the weird people. I've always enjoyed shopping. Yeah. You know. Well, all the research I've done tells me that engaging yourself in a project, even if you don't know what it is, going out and trying something new yeah. will enrich your life and will give you far more meaning in life than having somebody serve you all the time. Right. So, for example, every year I have I have goals of things that I would like to do that I have never experienced before. Yeah. I love putting myself in positions where I experience something that somebody else finds important and I find totally irrelevant. You know, I mean, I, I want to mm. know about that. Yeah. So, I, in fact, you know, if you know me, I'm not that much into to music and that kind of thing. So I just went to a, a sing conference, which is all music. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that you won a competition for rapping before. I, I have, but that was fixed. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm experienced at fixing results. I, I'm from Chicago. We know we know how to fix the results on an election. That was, it was earlier on when, when people didn't think about the idea that situations like that could trend. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily documented as well as it should No, it really wasn't, but <laughs> it should have been because I, I now have won an award for that somewhere. <laughs> but and anyways. I'm glad you remember because the, you know that's my moment of fame or something that's that I right. had. But I love the idea of, of looking at the world through the eyes of some, like an artist. I, I love looking at the world through the eyes of an artist. I'm not an artist. Yeah. I love asking them questions. I love asking them how they see the world. Yeah. Uh, what What do you understand about why did you paint that? You know, why did you duct tape that banana to the e- wall? Exactly. There's some <laughs> of them. You know, and I think the artist needs to let me have my humor too, because I I'm asking legitimate questions. Yeah. You know, uh, like Jasper Johns, I wouldn't give you a nickel for. I know all those artists just fell out of their chairs, but remember, he broke the chair you're sitting in because he put a broom handle through it and called it a sculpture. And and so I can still be one who could ask hard questions and say, you know, is that really art? Can you help me understand what art is? What I found is there are some artists who actually appreciate that, and there's others who think I'm trying to demean them. Hmm. But honestly, I'm a, I'm a guy that doesn't see any art in that. Yeah. So please help me see it. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I'm asking. Right. Is is why would you call that art? Um, I was talking to somebody that somebody was showing some pictures that pictures paintings that they did, and I looked at it and I said a very quick comment. I said I could do that. Mm-hmm. And these are you no, you can't. I said, yes, I can. They took paint and they threw it. They just threw it on here. Uh-huh. I could do that. Right. 
No, you're not. Okay, would you please explain it to me then? Because what am I missing? Because as I'm looking at this, I see paint dribbled all over the place, and it looks like the floor after I painted my living room. <laughs> and, you know, if you're going to be insulted by honest inquiry, then you're missing the whole idea of dialogue. Why don't you talk to me about it? I'd like to understand. Yeah. You know, at the end, I still might think, that's crazy. I don't want to get involved in it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We're different parts of the body of Christ. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't cheer you on. It right. doesn't mean that I didn't think that you did a good job. It means that I can't understand why anyone would pay for a painting where you took a brush and threw it all over there and, and, and it looks like an accident. And what makes one worth a million and one worth $3? Exactly. That's the thing I don't get either. But. Yeah. Well, I would love, yeah, I, me personally, uh, I wouldn't give you a nickel from Mona Lisa. You know, so there, any artists out there, it's like, unless you can explain to me yeah, why that is so valuable. Right. Why that is such a fine work of art, you know. And maybe it, it, it could be, honestly, because that's not, I'll explain to you football and hockey, mm. you know. Yeah. This, this conference I was at, the, this Sun conference was at a hockey arena. Yeah. And I think my wife was amused because I kept saying, boy, I'd love to see a hockey game in here. You know, I mean, it's like I'm, I'm explaining to her how the hockey team would work down there and where they where their locker rooms were and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, here I am. I'm a hockey player. Yeah. And I'm explaining to her the hockey end of the sing conference. You know, it's That's like funny. and and and, you know, we walked around the whole thing because I wanted to see the whole stadium. And and uh, and I was looking where the, the, the Zamboni comes out of. And that's right. I'm telling her the Zamboni comes out of over there. She goes, Zamboni. It's like, yeah, oh, never mind. You know, but that's, <laughs> so I'm fascinated by a different world. Yeah. And she was fascinated by a different world. And I appreciate that very much, by the way. That isn't something that I, I've always appreciated artists, musicians, because I'm not one of them. Yeah. And I love the fact that they see something that I don't see and they can help me see it better. Right. By how they do it. Yeah. I don't like it when you get impatient with somebody and think, well, you're just an uneducated blue-collar person who has no arts in you at all. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I probably because I never got it explained to me. Yeah. You know, I, I was never somebody who grabbed the idea. Mm-hmm. So actually, I went out, I was explaining to somebody, when I was a, a young guy in high school, we had a Chicago public school, over 4,000 people in your school, so a lot of people. My freshman year, I was in the, the, the choir, and I sang bass, and I was a lead bass. And we, we actually did, in a Chicago public school, the Hallelujah Chorus for Christmas. Hmm. Uh, it was allowed back then, I guess. And so, you know, I loved it. The next year, though, my sophomore year, they played uh, the, the song they were doing in the fall, or the play, whatever. It was Jesus Christ Superstar. So I went up to the... It, in my life, even at that point as a sophomore in high school, I went up to the choir director and said, I don't want to do that. Yeah. He goes, why not? I said, you know what? I think it demeans who Jesus is, and I'm just not comfortable doing it, so I don't want to do it. Yeah. He goes, oh, brother. I, I said, what? It, he said, well, you can skip it then, and then we'll have you join us later. He said, you know, I said, here's the truth, though. I'm not even comfortable being associated with your group anymore with yeah. that. I'm just not. Right. So I'm not going to, I'm I'm walking today. I'm not doing this. I just wanted to come and tell you why. Yeah. He goes, well, you'll flunk this. And I said, well, okay. I, I don't think my dad's going to care. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm walking out because I have this conviction that I don't want to sing this or be associated with. Yeah. Now, now, here's what's interesting. Back then, 
I sang a lot. I had this deep voice. That I was a lead bass for whatever they call it, for the groups. And I walked away from it. Hmm. And what I did is go play football, swim, and play hockey. Yeah. And now I look at my life, and I know more about swimming, football, and hockey than music. And I wonder what would happen if they would have sang something else. You know what mm. I mean? I don't know. At yes. this point, you would have been singing some concerto. I could have been, you know, but no, what's really? <laughs> I apologize if yeah, that's the wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it would be wrong for both of us because right. I just said I could have been. Uh, <laughs> no idea. Uh, the bottom line really is, I think it's funny to look at your life and say it could have projected it that way. Could have gone this way. Could have gone that way. Yeah. You, you know, I could have been a musician or an art. I could have maybe. But it didn't develop. And I, you wonder if the hand of God was in it or whatever else might happen. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, appreciation for people who think differently of you is a good thing, dialogues. Uh, when people come here to Silver Birch Ranch, men's retreats or whatever, I love dialoguing with them about what they do in life. I mean, there's guys that say, you know, I design racks that you hang bananas on in food stores. Mm-hmm. And I go, really? You know, I never really thought of that. Yeah. What do you do? You go and look at a blank space and say, we need a banana stand there? Or what do you do? And, and you know, some guys get insulted. Right. But I'm, I'm actually asking. Yeah. How, how do you get into this? Right. You know, I mean, how does one get to the point? Because I never heard anyone in college say, I want to graduate and design banana stands. For, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I never heard of it. So help me understand how, how yeah. you got there. Yeah. And I think if we could actually enjoy the dialogue with people who aren't like us rather than somehow feel condemned yeah. by it because they don't see the value in what we do. I think we'd be better off mm-hmm. in that. And I also think, you know, uh, if you can instill that in your boys, always going back to thinking, how do you instill that, that there are people that are really, they, they think differently than you. They're okay. Yeah. They, they, different design, they th- find different things important than you do. Yeah. Um, my wife and I couldn't contrast more in our in our upbringing mm-hmm. my dad was a pastor in the inner city i don't know if eventually it wasn't in the inner city but he was a pastor grew up in the inner city um, my wife's pa- dad was a doctor in the suburb um different lives yeah di- different ideas she sat first chair oboe at wheaton college i didn't know what noble was you guys met at wheaton yeah yeah. So it's one of those things where you look at it and go, boy, you guys are really, 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 really different. Yeah. But we weren't in the important issues. Mm-hmm. We weren't. And we complement each other to this day in all the different things that we had interest in. Yeah. You know, and I really have never asked her to make her to not work at developing her interests. Right. In fact, when we got married, I hated, um, I did not like bike riding. Mm-hmm. I did not like walking. I thought that was a waste of time. Uh, I hated cross-country skiing because I had downhill skied, and I thought, boy, this cross-country skiing is a lot of work. Yeah. So three things I did not like. Do you know what she loved? Those three things. Those three things. And I thought, huh. <laughs> Today, if you look at what we do with our spare time, yep. we hike, we bike, we cross-country ski every day in the winter. Yep. That we can. Yeah. And I think, you know what? That's because I think years ago I learned there are some things that, you know, I don't need to get her to be like me in these other areas. Yeah. 
And in order for me to grow and develop, I need to identify what's important, what isn't. Mm -hmm. It's not important for me to say, I just don't like bike riding when she likes it. Yeah. I can learn that. Right. Hiking, God had to take me through a little longer journey on the walk thing. Because um, <laughs> I, what I forgot, what I, what I didn't realize is the reason she likes walking, it's a relational thing. So she likes walking. And, and because we're out of the house, we talk, and so we do that every, every day we can. But I, I was a former football, hockey player, swimmer. I thought if you didn't almost throw up after you worked out, you weren't working out. So it's mm. like, you know, what a waste of time to just walk. You know, yeah. kind of thing. Well, through the, the the years, my health issues made it so I couldn't run anymore. I couldn't do a lot of those things. So, you know, I look at the doctor one day and I said, well, what do I do for exercise? He says, how about walk? And I just looked at him like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could. Guess so. And and so, you know, I learned to walk. Yeah. And, and now that's what we do. So it's like, you know, it's interesting in life. I think there's some things that we could really enrich each other's lives if we allowed the people that God put in our lives to be who they're supposed to be. Right. You know, we, we shouldn't ne need to train them to see the world like we see it. Mm -hmm. um, well, not only that, I think it's important to try new things. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I went to you a few years ago and said, you know, you know how to use a chainsaw. I want to know how to use a chainsaw. Exactly. You know, and, yeah, and that's not it, extreme, but... Chainsaw... You know, yeah. And you and I, every summer, you know, we, we, and I learned it from you. We tell the campers, Hey, this week we want you to try something you never tried before, Absolutely. meet somebody you've never met somebody before and learn something new about God that you never yeah. learned before, you know, and there's something behind that, um, that just broadens the perspective because, you know, just like we talked about last episode and even this soap episode, the more that once you know the truth, the more that you expose your life experience, the more that it opens up doors to appreciate or see the truth in ways that you didn't see it. It doesn't change the truth. It helps you understand the truth more. Right. And that's the cool thing. I mean, you weren't even in the hunting until three years ago when you, your exactly. new you know, son-in-law was into hunting, and now you're out sitting hunting. It, exactly. And you I know. think you, that that's exactly what we do in life. We, we do things so that we open up relationships. Absolutely. So walking has opened up a new dimension. Yeah. You know, with my wife that I didn't have before. Right. And and bike riding, a new dimension. I mean, those kinds of things are valuable in, in telling somebody else they're, they're important to you, hunting. Mm-hmm. It's valuable to someone who married into my family, and so I'm I'm doing it. You know, I'm I'm taking it on. Um, so I encourage people. You know, look at the world around you. Learn what other people are doing. It may not be something that you ever involve yourself in personally, right? But why not try and understand it? You know, this year I um, I have a couple. Every year I have some goals. You know, mm -hmm. I mean. This year, I want to learn. I, I bought the knife. It's sitting on my counter. I want to learn how to make wooden spoons, you know, with this knife I bought. I, I mean, I just want to learn how to do it. Yeah. And I don't have any other reason. Does it take a special knife? Well, it doesn't, but I looked. I, it, there's one that's easier to use. Hmm. It, it's made for scooping out the, 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 spoon. the spoon part, you yeah. know, so it's made for that. Makes it a little easier. But, you know, of course... You know, my wife immediately tells me, you know, you, you're on blood thinner, so please don't bleed to death while you're doing that. And, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, she's right. I mean, I have a tendency to move first and think later. So, yep. And some of those things, I might cut myself. So I'm trying to figure that out first. But I also went and bought a pair of waders this year because years ago, I, one of my things is I want to learn to trout fish, and I did. And, 
Waders no. are things you wear as pants that keep you from getting Yeah, they're, they're rubber boots that go all the way up to my chest. That's you right. Know what I mean, it's one of those things. And I, but I haven't used them yet, so I think I failed on that one yet. I want to get in the, the, the river and stand in there and fish. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's something I got to learn. You know, because people do that up here. They go, oh, yeah. And it looks cool, but I haven't experienced that. So I want to experience that. So I, anyone listening, if you're good at that, you got a spot that I can go to, please let me know. Uh, I have a spot I can go to, but I think I'm just going to walk through the water and not find anything. So I'd like to find something, uh, you know, <laughs> while I'm in there. But I think those things. Now, here's the fun part with that, too. As you learn things, I have never yet um, had any thing else than positive by going to somebody who's really good at something and saying, you know, I'm going to try this. Would mm-hmm. you help me? Right. I, whether it be music or whether it be um, fishing yeah, or chainsawing or whatever, it's like people are never insulted when you come and say, you know, I know nothing about this. Can you help me learn this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you do that, I think you're enriching their life. And they may not be, you know. Now, I watch somebody who gets into chainsaw, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And I use a steel chainsaw or a Milwaukee electric chainsaw. And if you get a different brand, I'm going, really? You mm-hmm. know, so I have my opinions yeah. w- within yeah, yeah. that. Yep. I don't think they're founded on much, though. No. I think they're founded on the fact that that's what I own and I like them. So right. um, I guess I would ask you why you like that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I eventually got an electric chainsaw because my brother got one and I made fun of him at first. Yeah. Because I thought only sissies must use battery powered, you know, chainsaws. And so I go over there and I and I see it and I try it and I kicked into my other mode right away. It was like, okay, can you explain to me why you got a battery powered chainsaw? Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at that thinking it doesn't say manhood on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I tried and I go, oh, this is pretty good, this actually. This nice. Yeah, this worked very nicely. Yeah. So what's funny now is so I got one, yep. and now that's my go-to saw is the battery really? one. Hmm. And I've been cutting all my life. So it's like, you know what? This thing's too easy to use. Right. This is Well, it's probably because you don't like cut a ton at a time, and so what you do, it it gets the job done. Exactly. And actually what I learned is don't the, have to worry about the RPM's it actually and... faster. Really? You get a sharp, sharp chain, the RPM's about faster, and on my saw, the battery lasts about as long as a tank of gas. It's got the same size blade. So it's like, you know what? I don't know. I, I So far, I like it. Well, the key with any saw, if any of you have ever cut, is having a sharp blade. Exactly, and you, you understand that, and it's called a chain, but that's okay. It's not, we don't have blades on those things. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, there are blades that you sharpen. There. But you know the, what's Trust funny? Trust me, I know how to, I, I have to sharpen my blades. They're chains. They're, they're blades links. on chains. They're links. But they're sharp. Yes, they are. Like but blades. I, I never heard anyone call them blades, but that's okay. Your blades are dull. No, no, your chain is dull. Okay. Let's get this rhetoric down right. Sorry. The first time I cut, though, it was hilarious because I was, now, years ago, the guys up here, there were a bunch of loggers and stuff that cut all the time. So first time I had a chainsaw in my hand, I cut. I'm actually moving that chainsaw back and forth like a saw <laughs> while I'm going. The guys are dying laughing. That's like, funny. Uh, but they were patient. They came over and said, Dave, you know, the saw does that for you. You, yeah. you don't need to move it back and forth like That's that. That's funny. Today, I love chainsaws. So it's one of those things I encourage people Enjoy the differences of the people around you. If you don't understand what they're doing, maybe you need to ask them about it. Right. And maybe if somebody asks you about something, 
maybe you shouldn't be offended by it by thinking they're judging me on that. Maybe mm-hmm. they actually want to understand what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, they might reject it for themselves. They might. Yeah. For example, here's one I don't get. 65 years old. Yep. I took a picture of my wife's in a, I, I don't know, is an Old Navy store or? Could be. I don't know. Gap or Old Navy, wherever she buys things. And, and I'm just doing my normal browsing around, looking at nothing. And <laughs> I see these jeans again. They're just ripped to shreds. Yeah. Now, you know, my thought is, okay, so I take a picture of the jeans. And I sent them to one of my daughters and said, really? They're selling these. You yeah. know what I mean? Of course, she wears them. Yep. So it's like, Dad, those are fine. I'm thinking, okay, I still don't get it. You know, I, <laughs> I am not going to wear worn-out jeans. I'm not going to buy a pair of jeans that have reps all over and worn out already. Yep. I'm not doing it. I used to throw them out like that. I still throw them out like that. No, you'd patch them. No. I, well, I used to patch them, but That's... now I throw them out because <laughs> I don't want them. So, so I know what's going to happen. is going to be a lineup at my garbage now waiting for those pants. Uh, for people, who, I, no, except I, for they won't be tight on you because I guess they got to be tight too. <laughs> Not sure. So here's what I'm saying. I, I don't have to agree with that. Go ahead and buy worn out pants. I mean, you could do that. Yeah. And I might ask you why you would buy them like that. Yep. Please don't be offended by that. I'm wondering. Yeah. I wouldn't. And you could just tell me this is why I like them. Okay, great. You know, I'm, I'm done. I, I'm not buying them like that. Yeah, and I can respect the fact that you like them like that, but I don't. So enjoy yourself. There you go. Um, so anyway, I think I think a dialogue like that between generations is a good, healthy thing to have. Yeah, I think you always need to have respect for one another while you're doing it. Absolutely. And and start with the good thought, not the evil thought. Mm-hmm. You know, start with like an artist that we started talking about. Okay, obviously you see something very valuable in that, mm-hmm. and I don't. Yeah. So see what you started with was the valuable. You see something valuable. I don't. You're telling them I'm missing out on this. Mm-hmm. Could you help me not miss out on it? Yeah. The best you can mm-hmm. help me not miss out on it. And, you know, if you get offended by that, we lose the idea of teaching people in the first place. Yeah. Um, I hope you're doing stuff that's unique enough where young people around you are fascinated by it and ask you about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is a u- unique experience. And if your three boys are healthy, Jason, as they grow up in this environment, there are so many things that they could learn from, you know, um guy like Dan who runs our maintenance department, that kind of stuff, or whoever's doing anything. Right. You know, to go watch and ask questions. Yeah. You know, and, and how you do that. Um, you got to have builders in the future that they find that interesting. Right. Absolutely. Know, uh, in the long run, so. Yeah, and I've even learned a lot here at camp. I didn't. I I build the summer sets every summer, but at the start, I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know how to do anything, and learned how to build a deck, and then I built the deck in my house. You yep. know, so there's there's so many ways that you could just, you know, it, it all goes back to relationship. You know, there's so much value in in doing impersonal things, in in person things, not impersonal. Yep, sorry, there is. Um, but. Unfortunately, we're uh, we're getting towards the end of our time here, but I, I just want to encourage you that the key is to get to know the truth, love God and love others, you know, and so I inc- take some time today. If you haven't already, spend some time with God and then and then invest in the lives of people around you in person because there's nothing that can replace that. Be willing to laugh at yourself. If somebody doesn't get it, don't worry about it. That's right. 
Dave laughs at himself all I the time. I do all the time. I laugh with him at that's himself, right. and it's good. But that's all the time we have here on Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging on as always. Head over to silverbridgeranch.org to download this podcast and others. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.